Welcome to the week, my podcast family, to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. I hope you had a good and restful weekend, but now it's time to get to the week, Monday. Sometimes Mondays can be hard, but we have a word from God, so that'll make it better for you. Today, we're on Promise 24, which is, and I think you'll like this, God will give you the desires of your heart. (gasps) Doesn't that sound fantastic? And we have three scriptures that we're going to look at, all from the New American Standard Bible. The first one is Psalms 37.4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Hebrews 11.6. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For the one who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he proves to be the one who rewards those who seek him. Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for prosperity and not for despair or disaster, to give you a future and a hope. See, now we're getting ready to get into the nitty gritty of the discussion of what we can expect from God as his children in regards to rewards that we will receive here on earth, right? And there, there's a movement that was known or is known as the prosperity movement or the name it and claim it movement, which on the surface can seem to be correct. But looking at these scriptures I just read, we can see there's a little different here. We can't go around saying, I want that and so God is going to grant it for me. There's a little more. The promise of God's reward and the issuance of his prosperity at some level comes with some requirements. And that's what we're going to unpack. Our first verse tells us that we must delight in God. Delight is a verb. In Hebrews, we are told that we are to have faith, another action word. And the third verse is God telling us what his plans for us. But they're based on our faith, our trust, our obedience, all of which could add up into our taking delight in God when we do those things. Now, I know that we all know what faith is, the substance substance of things hoped for based on the evidence of those things unseen. But what about the word delight? When I think of delight, I think of something that I'm getting ready to eat. (laughs) I'm just being real, like a piece of chocolate cake or some ice cream. That's what I think of when I hear delight. What comes to your mind when you hear the word delight? What is the first thing that you think about? But let's look at the definition, okay? Let's, let's see what it's supposed to mean, what it really means, right? And in looking it up, it says delight means to take great pleasure or to please greatly. But although the terms both define the word delight, I think they do so from two different perspectives. So to take great pleasure can be seen as a taking great pleasure in receiving something from someone else. I took great pleasure in my husband taking the kids for the day and giving me a much needed day off. I took great pleasure in knowing that I had done my best on the project and I received a good grade. I received pleasure when a friend called me and said that, you know, they would come and watch my caregiver while I went and got my toes done, right? To take is to be on the receiving end. 
we enjoy taking great pleasure because someone is giving us something and we delight in that and on what we have received. And then we can look at the other phrase to please greatly is to bring pleasure to someone else. I was pleased greatly when I take my mother to the movies when, you know, she could go. I'd love seeing her munching on her popcorn in the theater. It just tickled me and I can still see those visions in my head. It just, it delighted me. So my delight was in seeing her enjoying herself. So when we delight in, so in this aspect, when we delight in the Lord, it could be our desire to please God by worshiping him, by offering him thanksgiving, loving our neighbor as ourselves, or our overall obedience to what he has called us to do. So it's two ways to take delight, to take delight in what God has given us and to um, take delight in giving God things that honor and magnify him. Both of these can be an understanding of delight. And then when we look at Jeremiah, 29 and 11 we see that God does take God does have great plans for us and he does want to reward us and prosper us but we must come in alignment with his will that's why he says well I know the plans that I have for you are you going to align in what I have you to do are you going to delight in me are you going to come in faith in me believing that I am who I am and a rewarder of those who diligently seek me we um we can't run to God with our hands held open and then once he's granted our request then run and not return again to the next time we need him that's not the relationship that he wants with us and if that is what you do i will warn you his desire is for you to be within his will and to walk with him and to delight in him so when you start noticing stuff happening all the time you know refrigerator breaking car won't start friction in the marriage God may be allowing the enemy just a little leeway in your life to draw you toward him so make you you know to make you see he wants to be more to you than a heavenly sugar daddy which is essentially what we make him when we do him that way now to be clear Sometimes when these things happen, they, are, they aren't occurring because God is drawing you close, but it's just the enemy messing with you. I mean, we all go through those cycles. Um, but know that the Lord will only allow the enemy so much leeway, if at all, when it comes to his children. But we'll address that in the upcoming episode. Can we park on the word, word prosperity for just a second? Again, what comes to your mind when you hear prosperity? Winning the lottery, getting an unexpected inheritance? I bet most of us think of a financial prosperity. But know that God's definition is far more expansive than money. Prosperity can come in the form of good health. Now, I'm not being insensitive to my fellow caregivers, so let's be clear on that. If you experience good health, that's something to thank God for because so many people don't. My mother had no serious health issues until her Alzheimer's and then it did not rob her of her beautiful personality. I enjoy good health today. Having good health is prosperity is a form of prosperity. Peace of mind is a form of prosperity. Being void of chronic worry 
I know I do not have to tell you the throngs of people who do, who do not have peace of mind, worried about what they will do next, the next meal, the next job, their children. A lot of people don't have that. Having shelter. Notice I didn't say a mansion, <laughs> but a home where you feel loved and can call your own. So many people today are unhoused and they don't have a place to lay their head at night consistently. But you do. It's prosperity. Food. Not only do you have food, I, food, I suspect, but I bet you have a choice of food, right? What are you going to eat today? Some of you may even be able to splurge on going out. Not everybody can do that. Transportation, whether that be your own car or reliable public transportation. <laughs> I'll share something with you. When I turned, I want to say it was 14, probably 14, because no, I was in high school, so maybe 15, the ninth grade. I wanted to go to the movies. And my friends didn't want to go, so I worked it out with my mom that I was going to go by myself. And I was a little afraid, but I really wanted to see this movie. And so this is where, okay, I'm not old, but there was no internet, <laughs> there was no cell phone <laughs> or anything like that. So I would read the paper, and I read the paper, and I knew what time the movie started. And I just looked at the bus, got the bus schedule, and coordinated the time that I had to leave and when I'd be back and I coordinated that with my mom she knew what time I was going to catch the bus I called her before I left the house went to the movies walked around the mall for a little while caught the bus back came home called her that was freeing public transportation for me as a um, teenager because my mother couldn't afford to get me a car I was okay because I took the bus everywhere. And when I would get on the bus, I would feel so much freedom because it gave me the freedom to go where I wanted to go. So it doesn't have to be your own car. It can be reliable tr public transportation. There are people who cannot afford public transportation or where, where they live is so remote that the transportation, public transportation doesn't even go to their area. Good relationships. That's another form of prosperity, that you have meaningful relationships. How many of you know of families who are torn apart, marriages that are breaking down? <laughs> Having a job. <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this. All of that encompasses prosperity. It's not just winning the lottery, and trust me, winning the lottery makes you rich. What you do with that money will reveal whether you delight in the Lord or not. All of these things are rewards for trusting in God and seeking his face. The desires of your heart, once you have surrendered to him, they begin to take on what his heart's desire is for you. And that's why it becomes so easy for him to give it to you. God will not give you anything that you cannot handle. Like a good parent should, right? Therefore, if you have been craving for something... <laughs> right and God hasn't provided it it could be three things one you're not ready for it two it's outside of God's will three God has to maneuver other things prior to him giving it to you and he's busy doing that simple these promises or this promise of prosperity rewarding us giving us the desires of our heart, whatever you want to label it, they come 
with a job for us, for each of us to do, you and me. And that is for us to walk by faith and to seek out ways to bring pleasure to our Lord. And then when we do that, he promises, promises to give us the desires of our heart. He promises to reward us for seeking him. And he already tells us that his plans for us are good. So look over your life. If you were feeling down today, woe is me. Look at how blessed you are. You are prosperous. You don't have to win the lottery. Let's pray. We thank you, God, for knowing how to be a God who give who gives good gifts. Knowing how to give us the desires of our heart and wanting to do that. It's amazing how good you are to us. Thank you for expanding our minds to what prosperity is from your perspective. That it's really not money. It's how we exist here. It's the things that you provide for us and us being thankful for them. Help us to not take for granted the way you've blessed us and the way you've given us the desires of our hearts. Help us to not treat you as a heavenly sugar daddy, only coming to you when we need things, but help us to really take pleasure, to take great pleasure into worshiping you into seeking your face, into reading your word, into chatting with you throughout the day, to seek your guidance. I ask, Father, that you make yourself be real to the people who are listening today, to help them know that they can have chatty conversations with you and that you love it because you love them. Thank you for your promise to give us the desires of our heart, and thank you, Father, for not giving us anything that we can't handle. We ask, Father, if we are asking for something that is outside of your will, that you adjust our desires. Help us to want to please you more than anything else. I ask that you continue to bless the caregivers, Father, as they are being your hands and feet to your dear son or daughter who is ill. Help them to not think less of them or less of you but to allow your will to be done in their lives and to draw closer to you. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my prosperous podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.